Ever wondered how to make money and conflict work for you? Is that even a thing? Today you're listening to Sarah Squared, a conversation brought to you by conflict resolution expert Sarah Blake and finance expert Sarah Wells. They'll be sharing personal stories, real-life professional cases and heaps of tips on how you can turn problems into opportunities. They do this with humour and more than likely a bottle of gin. So don't let the uncomfortable stop you from moving forward. Welcome to our first episode of Sarah Squared. You've got Sarah Wells and Sarah Blake talking all things money and conflict. Welcome, Sarah. Welcome, Sarah. It's a bit exciting. You're going to go and hear a lot of these Sarah Squared quotes and conversations, but it's so nice to have you in the room today. It's fabulous to be here. And I think just talking about money and conflict, how we can help, what we can do. So we are going there, everybody. We're going to have the conversations that you like to avoid. We're going to talk about money and we're going to talk about the conflict because inevitably Sarah and I see so often those hard conversations about money end up in conflict. Or the avoidance of, which I think is even worse. I think people avoiding conflict where there is nothing being said is so much worse than at least having some form of conflict. That's so true. We're about making your money and your conflict work for you. We want to see you get solutions out of this. So we thought we'd introduce ourselves and kind of tell you a little bit about why we thought you'd want to hear from us. Sarah, throw us to the table. What do you think we want to talk about? Look, I'm a money expert. That's what I do. And you're a conflict expert. So I remember meeting you and having a conversation and thinking, you know what? We share some really similar values. Let's have the conversations that people avoid. Most of the problems I see today with the clients I have are either them not talking to me about the things that keep them up late at night or the things that worry them or the things that they're ashamed of or not talking to their partner. And this is not something that's happened overnight. It's something that has been I guess, ingrained in them is that it is shameful to talk about money. It's a hard conversation to have, I think. And so often in the conflict world, I see that at the root of these conflicts are conversations that haven't been had, assumptions that have been made about how we value money. And then the money starts to play out in different ways, those different impacts and those different values leads to escalating conflict. And I think money itself becomes a symbol. Yeah. It's it's about the money, whereas it may, and look, it may be about the money, you know, in some in some serious, you know, contract negotiations or divorces or things like that, it ultimately will come down to a number. But the number is formed off the basis of a set of assumptions or someone doing someone else's thinking without giving them the time to have the conversation. And it's possibly happened because we've developed a set of expectations about someone else without actually having the conversation and checking them out because we're fearful. Always, always. I think in conflict, what I often see is that people are fearful of the reaction. It's a fear of the unknown. Or what if we have a conversation and suddenly I find something out that I don't really like? Or even, you know, of myself, conversations with money. I've had to learn to do this. We grew up in a family where we didn't have a lot of money. My parents, my father in particular, wasn't great with it. So I had to learn to have different conversations about money. And I was suddenly fearful. What if someone thought that I didn't know what I was talking about? Or or what if I showed and disclosed that I wasn't powerful in my understanding of money? So I think this is something that's really normal, but we have to help have the conversation so people can come become better at it. 
I think you've really hit the nail on the head there because it's this it's this fear about how the other person is going to react. It's, you know, I mean, just this morning I asked you to grab me a coffee and I'm like sitting there going, okay, do I bump the money into her account? I don't have cash on me. What do I do? So, you know, you have that conversation and it's like, okay, you know, what's your values about money? What's my values about money? How do we then have that conversation and kind of put it to sleep? I know, you and I, we just laugh, whatever, let's bring on the coffee in the household. But that may not be the case for everyone. And I think what what you and I want to, and I'm really excited about talking, are those things. What are those little conversations that we wrestle with in our daily lives? And it always starts with the little conversations. If we can't get the little ones right then how are we ever going to navigate the big decisions? And ultimately what I see happen, particularly on the financial side, is because there isn't a conversation, what happens is inevitably one person will abdicate or in their mind delegate the decision-making to the other partner. And that other partner will either kind of feel overwhelmed and feels that they need to make decisions on behalf of the household or they become like the financial bulldozer where everything will kind of happen on their terms the way that they would like it to be. The other person's sitting there as a passenger and then all of a sudden there'll be an event and both parties will wake up, look at one another and try and find someone to blame. Look, I think you are reading from my playbook because I see that happen all the time. When things go wrong, we look to blame. It is so much easier to blame than taking responsibility. So guys, you can probably hear as we're talking, there are so many conversation points that we want to have with you. Um, And I thought that um, a nice way to just kick this conversation off really is talking about mindset and and being really aware and conscious of our money mindset. So how do we start these conversations and how do we have that mindset? Oh, great. (laughs) I thought I'd just throw that one back at you. Nothing like it. Look, honestly, part of this is about developing some trust. You know, whoever you are having a hard conversation with money about, you want to know that it's okay to engage in this conversation. And from a conflict perspective, we always say it's about how you frame that conversation. You know, if someone's lying in bed, you're getting ready to sleep and uh, it's been playing on your mind, this expense, and uh, you jump on the conversation just as your partner's going to go to sleep. You know, it's not the best time to have that conversation. Speaking from personal experience, (laughs) I am the money expert and I too have made that mistake. It's so easy. It is. Yep. Because it was important to me there and then to have that conversation. And it probably played on your mind all day and that's so normal. But it's not, I guess we're saying it's not okay. It might be normal, but we want to encourage you to find different ways of doing it. I think the thing was it wasn't respectful. Yeah. So what I've always tried to do with that mindset of having those conversations is to put myself in my partner's shoes, whether that be my business partner, my significant other or a friend, whoever that partner is in that conversation, is to say, well, how would I like to be approached and how would be a good time? And also to give the person and notice. Yep. Certainly in a conflict resolution or dealing with conflict perspective, the same thing is true. We say to people, what do you think the other person might want? And how might you say that in a way that allows them to hear it and be heard themselves? Because you're creating space for opportunity. And I think that's the really important thing is it's okay for me to be heard, but I need to also afford the other person the same time and the same right as well. That's right. And I think in financial conversations, what tends to happen is we let it build up and it's really not a conversation. It's like a dumping session. Yes. So I found, 
sometimes what I need to do is I need to have the conversation before the conversation and it might be not to take the personal information of my relationship and take it external, but sometimes it's just talking to someone first, you know, a a good friend or a trusted advisor to say, these are the things that I have concerns with. How could I have that conversation and what are the things that are important? Yep. So you're unpacking it before you actually engage in that conversation. In a mediation world, sometimes we'll say that you unpack it and you prepare for the conversation. Um, You might map it out. You might do some journaling. You might just sit down and take five minutes and say to yourself, why does this really matter? What is it that's important to me in this conversation? I think sometimes when you go through that process initially before having that conversation with your partner, you can get really clear on what is the issue. And one of the things I know I felt and I've also seen other people feel is they feel disrespected or undervalued. Mm. So the money becomes the symbol of either possibly another issue that sits somewhere else within the relationship. So I often say if you're starting with a conversation about money, it might not end with a conversation about money. I can't tell you the number of times I've heard from lawyers, I can't believe it wasn't just about the money as they're trying to help parties reach a resolution in a commercial space. And they think it's all about the money, but often the money, like you said, symbolises something else. And so the money becomes a gateway to a deeper conversation about values, about what's important, about where you're going and what you want to achieve. So how do we start to really put words to what our values are around money and conflict because I hear the V word a lot. Yes. And I know it's really important, but sometimes I think people, we struggle to articulate that to ourselves and to others. Yep. I always think that sometimes it's useful to talk to someone with an expertise in this area because we want to assume we understand money and values and it's a little bit more complicated than that, right? I think it is about being brave enough to to have the conversations, being brave enough to reflect on what matters to you from a feelings perspective, from a future focus, what do you want to achieve, from how you want to treat each other. Being really clear about those things helps create a foundation to lean into hard conversations. So really these types of conversations are the foundation of a respectful, kind, patient and tolerant relationship. I think at work, not just in families. I think in business and on boards, not just in communities. I couldn't agree more. So what would be the, what's the one thing that we can take? Because I know that you and I are really big on this. What's the seed? What's the pearl of wisdom? What's the one thing that you can kind of take from from our conversation today and maybe take that out into your life and practice it either in a conversation or preparing for one? I think I'm hearing today's seed is about talking and talking early and being brave enough to talk early about those hard values, the things that matter to you. So if we're sitting here thinking maybe, you know, my partner spent more money at the grocery store last week or, you know what, I really don't want to buy that new car, that maybe it is just having that courage to say, hey, I think we need to have a talk about this thing that we're going to do or this thing we're going to buy or this decision we need to make rather than going ahead with it and then feeling, you know, resentful or silent afterwards. So, you know, have that courage, speak up and also be kind with your words. That's right. And it's okay to feel some discomfort. It doesn't have to be perfect all the time and it's okay to have some hesitation and not have the words around it, but at least together you can unpack it. 
Sarah, thanks for that. It's been absolutely awesome. Our first podcast out of the out of the gates here, and thanks. I think it's going to be fun. So look forward to unpacking more of these details about conflict and about money, and helping you guys plant the seeds for future success. We look forward to hearing from you guys as well about what matters to you about money and conflict. And stay tuned for more of Sarah Squared. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of Sarah Squared, where we hope you've discovered some useful tips on how to turn life's messy moments into opportunities for growth. If you'd like to support this podcast, please subscribe and share it with others. If you'd like to get in touch with either of the Sarahs, go to Instagram at Sarah Squared Podcast to stay up to date. 